to It's a Theater Thing. This is a podcast made for and by theater fans. I'm Tracy Danoff, and I am here today with my co-host, Erin Carl. Hey, Erin. Hello. So every episode, we're going to be talking about an issue related to theater that concerns us. It could be anything from a show to a book to a particular issue that's going on right now in the world of theater. And one issue that has been under my skin, and I think under Aaron's too, is theater etiquette. Yes. <laughs> I would agree with that. And actually, I've seen a lot of talk about theater etiquette online lately, haven't you? Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, one of my favorite tweets recently from Alex Boniello, who's uh, Connor Murphy in Dear Evan Hansen, he posted a picture of him in a bootleg and just staring down the person who's filming it. And he captioned it, you know, like, when you get busted by Connor. Wow. And I and and just he went on a, you know, a little thread rant about uh, just how they catch people practically nightly filming so that yeah that's it's ridiculous it's getting way out of hand and you know what that is one of my pet peeves Uh, you see a lot of people on twitter complaining about recording i know jessica vosk is uh always i mean it seems like always (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. calling out the person recording the show i've I know there have been other people who other cast members who call out people recording the show. What I want to know is how do you get the nerd? Like I wouldn't have the guts to do that. Would you? No, no. Um, One time I brought my camera into the theater and it went off and I was so humiliated, but this was back in like, you know, the early 2000, late nineties when it was a disposable so I had no control over it. I was saving it for the stage door and it just went off and I was completely mortified. I have to tell you, recording is not my only pet peeve. I have a list. <laughs> so my, what am I? Let's go, let's go down the list. Should we go down also, the list? Yeah. Um, yeah. So my biggest one is talking. There, mm-hmm. I seem to, I seem to be that lucky person that's always sitting near a talker. So, oh, no. yeah, yeah. And and by the way, guys, if you hear barking in the background, I'm sorry. Those those are my theater dogs. Those are Sunny and Sandy, my theater dogs. They just want to be heard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Always. Come on, Mama. Put me on the spotlight. And they don't care that Mommy is recording a podcast right now. Um, <laughs> so, yes. In fact, when I was in London, I went to see phantom because you know you're in london you gotta see phantom right and great seats i was like orchestra center really great and i had an italian couple sitting behind me talking through the whole first act oh no and he was kicking my chair which was an extra bonus um (laughs) yeah so, so um I actually, at intermission, I turned around and I asked him to please stop talking. I'm really not sure if he understood what I was saying, but he they still did talk a bit uh, during the show. But 
it wasn't as bad as the first act. The second act was a little better. So yeah, talking is a big one. Texting. Hate that. Hate seeing people texting. I don't even there's, know why. There's nothing. There's no emergency big enough that you need to take a take time out at that moment and text. If right. it is, go ahead and leave the building. Right. Like <laughs> if it's that big of an emergency, you should probably be leaving anyway. So just proceed. Right. Uh, singing is another one, which uh, that happened to me when I went to see a Music Man recently at the Kennedy Center. There was someone not far from me singing along. Oh, no. I, yeah. You know, I love that you love the show. Sing all you want at home, in your car, in the shower. Don't sing in the theater. I, you know, really. Um, eating is a real big one. Yeah. Big one for me. Um, I've ha- experienced this twice in uh, my Broadway going history. <laughs> and okay. the first time it was at Music Man. And uh, this was because, folks, I am old. Uh, this was a revival that was, oh, gosh, I can't remember, early 2000s, maybe. Um, and. There was someone eating fried chicken behind me, and I was actually pretty embarrassed for them. Yes, I was actually pretty embarrassed for them. Um, The second one, and I never gave the man a chance to eat, I was seeing the pajama game with Harry Connick Jr. I was in row A. There was a man sitting next to me. He literally had like one of those igloo coolers with him. Which he had under his seat. I don't believe now you would be allowed to bring something like that into the house. Um, mm-hmm. And he pulled the, the cooler out and started and opened it and pulled out a sandwich. And I looked over at him and I gave him the death stare. And yeah. it was almost like a cartoon. He very slowly wrapped it up, <laughs> very slowly put it back in the cooler and shoved it under back underneath the seat. So that yeah. one that one gets me. Um, of course, now it's a lot more common for people to be eating in the theater because they're selling treats right there in the theater, candy, and people have their sippy cups full of wine. It wasn't. I went- Go ahead. I went to uh, Harry Potter, the Cursed Child, and they actually would bring food to you, like you order on the mobile app wow. or have the usher take your order. And at intermission, they will bring in a little treat bag full of all the stuff that you ordered. Wow. Well, I could not believe I was like, oh, OK. But, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense for them because then not everybody has to wait in line. So it right. moves quicker, but dear Lord, I mean, it looked like a grocery store. Like they literally brought a cart with all these little, you know, like doggy bags, basically. Like after the restaurant, you know, when you leave, you get a little carry out. Like uh, it, 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 it was crazy. That kills me. So, so, and what are you, what's your list, Aaron? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, the biggest thing that I have to do is that gets, um, uh, me distracted is when people are moving. So when they show up late or they have to leave in the middle of a scene and then they try and get back in later. Um, one of the biggest times that that happened was 
Wicked. Wicked was on tour here in St. Louis, and me and my friends splurged, and we got $90 orchestra seats. We were pretty close. It was beautiful. We were so excited. This was our first time seeing the show, and we were together. It was awesome. And our favorite song is Loathing. So we were, like, so ready for it. Uh Got to that part, and I get a tap on my shoulder, and it's an usher with, like, six people that have to get into my row. And so all I could literally get out was, really? Right now you're interrupting. (laughs) And I, I do not get how these theaters don't have panic seats. Like, even if they're folding chairs in the back, you sit there until intermission. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your punishment for being late. Mm-hmm. You still get to see the show, but you're not disturbing the rest of the paying members who showed up on time. I admittedly showed up late one time, and it was so distracting to the other audience members, they actually thought I was a plant, a cast member. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, w- it was for rent, and I misread the start time for the matinee I thought it was the two o'clock matinee but they had bumped it up to 1 and so I show up at 1 and they tell me like well we can still get you in but you know you miss so much of it already at this time I was living a little further out from St. Louis so it was an hour drive and I'm like I really you know I already drove an hour I don't want to drive an hour back you know without seeing the show like it's right. fine I only miss 15 of it right so I get in and they, I buy a ticket for the upper balcony and I'm just going, and I'm like, that's perfect. I'm going up the stairs, the upper balcony, enter from the back. I won't be disturbing that many people. Well, I make it halfway up and they're just like, oh, just go in here in the mezzanine and we'll get you to your regular seats later. And I said, okay, that's fine. This is where they're panic seating me. So they did. And I sat there and of course, um, my big thing in rent is I move along with Marine during over the moon. So uh, this was uh, Christine Dwyer, who's currently on tour with Waitress, the musical. It was her first tour stop was St. Louis. And the night before, I had seats in the Rush uh, section. And so I was front row dead center and I mooed at her. And she like caught, caught me and was like, yes, just like her, just like her. So nobody was mooing during this matinee. Like, I could, you know, crickets in the audience after she said, moo with me. So I just let out this big moo. And I'm the only one in the whole mezzanine that does it. So then everybody around me immediately like looking around like, okay. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, but that's acceptable. That's an acceptable audience participation. So I didn't think I was too far out of, you know, theater etiquette that way. Um, But immediately after the, you know, the intermission hits and like five people come up and they're like, are you a cast member? Oh my God, can I have your autograph? And I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm just, a, <laughs> just an audience member. Like, like they thought, they thought I was like being rushed off to, to, you know, to get to another section. I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Thank you. Um, but, uh, so this was a couple years later, but it was still rent. It was the 20 year, uh, 20 year anniversary tour. Uh, that just hit uh, last year that came through St. Louis. And the section I was sitting in, literally everybody in the first, like in the three rows in front of me, 
at some point in time during the show got up to either go to the bathroom, to buy a drink, to buy food, to answer a phone call. Like, it didn't ring, wow. but I saw this guy's phone flashing, and he, uh, he stood up and ran. Wow. And I, I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then they all tried to come back. Uh, yeah. And, that oh, drives so me that, crazy when people do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait wait for a break in, in the actual show. Like, wait till the end of the song. Or just go stand in room only for for the rest of the show like there's it's it's not that important that you sit in your seat you right know? right um and this is a little thing but leaving a mess after the show yeah this goes along with bringing in food and then you see like all these wrappers and everything and the playbills everybody yes. you know like even if you're not a playbill collector you can put them in the recycling bin. You can put them in the trash. You can turn them back into the usher. You know, right, like right. There's no need to just throw them on the floor. Right. Absolutely. And and I hate that too. I hate when I see them just, you know, thrown all around. When I mean, a lot of people collect them. A lot of people use them for artwork. Um. Mm-hmm. Or or just turn them back in, like you yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah, there's the I I've been to many theaters and it's like, hey, don't want your program? Recycle here. Right, right. I've seen that too. Yeah. I haven't seen it on Broadway yet, but I have seen it regionally. This is true. Yeah, not yeah. not in a Broadway house. I think that specifically. I think Playbill has a particular. You know, they have to be. It has to be a fresh copy. Ah. Uh, but I mean, they could still then turn it into recycling, which would go along with the Broadway Green Alliance. So. Hey, Broadway Green Alliance, this is what you should do. Get receptacles for each Broadway house and that just say, you don't want your playbill? Support the Broadway Green Alliance and we'll recycle. That's, I think that, yeah, that would be a brilliant idea. Absolutely. Do you have any other issues you want to share? Um, so I, I, I do agree with you. Phones during the show are getting ridiculous and I, I have mixed feelings about that because there um there's this captioning app that you can use you have to use a personal device to use the captions to to view the captions on uh it's called Gallopro app and it is amazing and it is 100% non-distracting i literally was sitting next to a producer at Anastasia oh. using the apps the entire show and in the middle of Act One, the Wi-Fi connection went out, so the app closed, and my home screen flashed really bright. Uh, so within like a second, I had flipped it back down because I, you know, it was very, very bright. It was very noticeable. Uh-huh. And about thirty seconds after that, maybe a minute, the Wi-Fi came back up, and so it flashed again. And I just kind of, you know, tilted it up to make sure, and the app was back up and running. So I you know, set it back up and started watching the captions again. And after the show, the um, the gentleman who was sitting next to me, who was the producer, told me he was like, I was about to yell at you. I was about to read you the riot act. And then I saw that you were using the captioning app. And then I thought to myself, it must be working really well because I didn't notice that you were using it until it flashed. Oh. And I said, yeah, I had it on before the show even started. And you didn't notice that I had my phone out. So, um, 
yeah, there's there the some people are gonna see people using the captioning app. Like if I if if it gets set up in the intermission or something and the house lights are still up and you can see people playing on their phones setting up the app, setting up the captions, people may take that as like, oh, they get to play on their phone. That means I get to play on my phone. Right. Right. Yeah, that's that's the hard part with something like that. And I'm totally in favor of using a captioning app. If if it helps people, I'm all for it. My mm-hmm. issue is with people who are, you know, texting or, you know, messing around on their phones during the show. It's like, then why are yeah. you here? Then, you know, go right. Go back to your, you know, go back home and yes. play with your phone. <laughs> you don't need to be in the theater exactly. to do that. <laughs> Download Broadway HD and get a subscription if that's how right. you want to play. I mean, right. So I don't know if you heard about this. Um but re- recently the run of um, Freestyle Love Supreme ended, but during their run, they used a technology called Yonder. It's basically a pouch. And what happens is you put your phone in the pouch, and the pouch, once you get into the theater, I guess it has like a magnetic closing, and it closes. And you cannot, you, your phone is always with you, but you cannot get into that pouch you have to take it back out to the lobby and there's a device that releases it so you can get your phone out of the pouch. And it it prevents people from using their phones during a show. So how do you feel about something like that? That actually sounds really awesome, especially for the Freestyle Love Supreme. It was at a smaller theater and their particular style of doing the improv, they need the audience to be connected and focused on the show yeah i think i think i think that's a brilliant idea because again if it's a emergency situation like if it's a parent with a child at home or uh somebody who you know has a sick family member or loved one that's waiting on messages you know they can feel still feel their phone shake and if they think it's important they can run out to the lobby real quick and check it yeah. And not be not be distracting. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great idea. And when I was reading up on this technology, I read that actually some schools might put this into practice because they find that the kids are paying attention better without the distraction of their phone. So I would love that, to see it in, in that, theaters. That would be so amazing. Yeah. I know so many teachers and it's it's always at the beginning of the school year they'll like be sharing their pictures of like okay here's where all the kids put their cell phones and it's just like this you know some of them use like a clear uh a closet organizer like where you would put your shoes and they just have numbers and the kids get their number at the beginning of the year and they put their phone in that number and then that way the phones are visible to everybody. You know, nobody's going to go stealing anybody's phone. But yet, yeah, they're not distracting. They're not on the kid. Right. Exactly. At the desk. Yeah. So, but yeah, that would even be a, 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 a more clear device. Like, okay, it's on lockdown. Like, you know, the kid's not going to be able to pull up Snapchat and play. Right. I, rec- I recently saw, again, many of my friends are being teachers. So I see these kind of memes. And this one teacher told the kids to 
turn on your phones, leave them on the top of your desk. And every time you get a notification, walk to the front of the room and put it on the board. And she had the board divided, you know, like, was it an email? Was it Snapchat? Was it Twitter? Was it Facebook? You know, whatever it was, she put a little uh, tally mark. Uh-huh. And the board was full by the end of the, like, 90-minute class. Oh, wow. Well, see, it, it really makes a difference then to have a tool like that to yeah. make people pay attention to what's around them and, what, you know, what they need to be doing. So. And exactly. in, the, in the case of theater, they just need to be, <laughs> they need to be a good audience member. That That is your job. That is what you signed up for when you bought that ticket is you got to participate. You got to be there and, and present. Right. So I don't know if you saw this, but there was a debate not long ago on online uh, where people were talking about the demographics of the audience members and who was more likely to be disruptive. And some people in younger generations were saying, oh, no, it's always the old people that are making noise, opening their candies. Um, <laughs> and there have been other people that say, no, it's a younger generation, like that the young man who, oh, gosh, he, he decided he was going to try and charge his phone uh, on he got up on the stage and, and plugged in his phone oh, was, uh, yeah hand, uh, to god. hand to god yes during yeah. hand to god so my question for you is do you think there's a difference or do you think we're all equal opportunity offenders i think we're equal opportunity offenders i think the younger generation just notices the older generation and the older generation notices the younger generation, because if I see somebody, you know, and I'm playing on my phone before the show starts and I see somebody else playing on their phone, I'm not going to think about it. But if I see somebody opening candy and I'm not opening candy, I'm going to be like, wow, that's <laughs> rude. Like, why are you eating in the theater? You know? Right. Right. So kind of going along with that, one of my other things and this really kind of fun story that I have was, um, the, you know, the older generation gets kind of pigeonholed into that they're just the season ticket holders right. that, you know, they, they may not know the shows that are coming in. Um, so this goes back to uh, one of the many times I saw Rent here in St. Louis, and it was touring, and it's the, the opening line, the voicemail, Mark's mom is leaving him a voicemail, and the last line is, that's okay. Let her be a lesbian. Uh-huh. Well, this lady standing next to me just stood up, grasped her Sunday church pearls from around her neck and stormed out of the theater. Oh, no. And I I just had to laugh. And I'm like, oh, oh, why why did she have to leave now? Why couldn't she have held out until La Vie Bohème? That would have been so much better. Um, Probably a lot less noticeable because that's pretty loud. It's <laughs> a right, loud right. number. That was, yeah. That, and that was the thing is that part of the show is so quiet. Literally, it's acapella. There's no music playing right. for like that whole opening besides a few guitar riffs here and there. Right. Um. But yeah, so I just. Uh, it, it, and that kind of goes in with, the you know, leaving and making a scene as you leave. You know, there's a way to subtly, like, if there's an emergency, like, okay, you know, excuse me, real quick, just make it in. 
Right. You know, and, and, and scoot your way out. But this yeah. is, yeah, she purposely like wanted everybody in the balcony to know uh, how offended she was that the word lesbian was used. Oh, goodness. Well, yeah. It's like this, this is not the show for you then. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and, you know, I have seen, I agree with you. I have seen young and old equally be rude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, and I have to say, and I guess I'm a little biased because I'm a total Anglophile, as I mentioned before, but mm-hmm. the audiences in London were so much better behaved. I mean, they were so much more dignified and respectful and um, other other than the Italian couple speaking Italian behind me <laughs> and keeping right, my chair. Right. Um, really, it, it was such a different experience. Nobody had their phones out. Nobody was talking. Everybody was paying attention to what was going on up on the stage. It was terrific. It was such a lovely experience. And I've, I, I've heard that many times that American audiences are the most, you know, raucous. Yes. And I think there's a time and place for that. I do think, you know, if you're going to a show that you're really enthusiastic about, be enthusiastic, but be enthusiastic when it's appropriate. Don't be enthusiastic while someone is, yeah. you know, singing their their ballad. <laughs> you know. So, so as a as a guilty one, a Spring Awakening fan, ah. um, we call that rocking out. Ah. Like you can sit in your chair and be bobbing your head and going with the music and and connecting with the show that way. But uh-huh. you're also not taking away from the show. Right. You're actually, in theory, adding to the show because that's kind of one of the the character that's left unspoken on the stage is the fact that all of these youths are could be connected to modern day. It could be happening today. Right. So, so um, yeah. So with all these issues that we have with audiences, um, and I think part of the issue is that we have become a little less formal about theater and mm-hmm. not just in our dress, but in our attitudes. Uh, but how do we, how do we change that? How, what is the solution? I'm wondering, do, does there need to be a code of conduct listed, you know, maybe posted on the wall of every lobby or do the ushers need to be a, a, a bit more aggressive and, you know, telling people to, to behave themselves. What do you think? Uh, I, I do agree that the ushers kind of have been slacking in the past couple of years. Um, I've heard some really horrible stories and they always end with, and when I told the staff, they just kind of shrugged their shoulders. Right. Yeah. And That's- so I, I, I think there needs to be, you know, the ushers need to go back to the white gloves walking you directly to your seat, handing you the playbill. Yeah. Well, and I agree. I mean, I think that I've experienced ushers that have really done very little when there's been an issue, but I have to say there are some ushers out there that are on it that, Mm. and and, I mean, there's been some ushers that I've been extremely impressed with. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I find that for the most part, they really you know, if there's a real problem, 
and and sometimes it's not their fault. Sometimes they can't tell that someone's on their phone. They can right, certainly, right. They can yeah. certainly tell if someone's taking a picture because they're always on those people like a shot. But right. <laughs> but when there's a real behavior issue, I don't see a, a lot of ushers responding to that, and that's right. a shame. Yeah. But yeah, especially the ones the 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 issues that turn into a conflict. You know, it's like. Uh, when somebody's being disruptive and an audience member turns around and tells them to stop being disruptive. Right. And then that starts an argument. Right. And then, then it doesn't seem any ushers want to deal with that situation. Right. Oh, and people, please don't, don't tell me if I'm telling you to, to quiet down, don't tell me you've paid for your ticket. You can do what you want. That doesn't give you the right to do what you want. Just because guess what I did. Yes. I also paid for my ticket. Exactly. Exactly. But I think I have the ultimate story of, of, of a uh, altercation. My husband and I went to see the color purple many years ago. It's probably during the first national tour after the, you know, original uh, Broadway production. Mm-hmm. And we were in DC and two people actually got into a like a fist fight uh, several rows behind us and yes and there was all of a sudden they're screaming and shuffling and carrying on and yeah they I believe they were probably escorted out it was very hard to see because they never turned the house lights up and the actors continued but yeah. it was it was really something I, I I've never experienced that in my life <laughs> I have only uh, been involved with fisticuffs at the stage door. Oh gosh! Well, that's, um, that's a whole other show. <laughs> right, right. That that'll be that'll be next episode where we'll talk with uh, stage door etiquette because that's a whole different beast. That yes. is a whole different monster that needs to be slayed. Yeah, is uh, just basic fan etiquette and no standing. You don't need to turn into a stand, people. No. It's okay. No, you really don't. I, I mean, yeah. and, and just and quickly, for anyone who's never done the stage door experience, depending on the show, it can be really great or it can be really unpleasant because of the way other people act. And you really do need mm-hmm. to be respectful, especially of the actors who are giving their time, because there's nothing in their contract that says they have to come out and sign your playbill. Or, and talk to you and take a picture. Yeah. They do right. that because they appreciate the fact that you're there. So be respectful. Wait your turn. Don't push into people. Be respectful and of the actors. If you're nice, they're nice. Right. Like that is, I have talked to so many security members and stage door managers and everything. They're the real heroes of the theater world. Oh, yes. And that's literally the only advice they give is, Stay calm and it's going to it's going to last longer. You're going to remember it better. You're going to have a good time. They're going to have a good time because there have been so many times where people start pushing and then the the cast member, the ensemble member or whatever just has to get rushed away. Yeah, because they're not good. They don't again, like you just said, they don't get paid enough to get pushed around and to get yelled at, you know. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it can be um, pretty sad for them and pretty sad for 
people who are new to the experience. So, mm -hmm. well, I guess we haven't really solved these problems. <laughs> I wish no. I, was, I, I wish we could find a solution, but I think the only thing we can do is just tell people, people who are new to the theater, give them some guidelines, explain, you know, how yeah. going to the theater works, show by example, you know, support art education because yes. they're going to take field trips to the theater. And then guess what? They'll learn how to behave in a theater because right. they'll have their teacher sitting right there and like, oh, I better not goof off. I'm going to get sentences or I'm going to get caught in you know, trouble by the time I get back to school. Right. So <laughs> that's why I love um, Hamilton has ham ed. Yes. Where they they do like thousands and thousands of uh, local school children in New York get to see Hamilton. Right. And on top of that, they get the Broadway experience. They get to walk into the theater. They get to sit and see the house and everything. And they see the show and then they have time afterwards with the with the cast members. Yeah. So that group of people, they're now going to have that education and that background to know. Yeah, I mean it's an awesome an awesome experience for them, and it's I'm sure it's just as rewarding for the people who have created the program, um, mm -hmm. and yeah. it gives them good habits for the rest of their theater going days. So, so let's just you know be out there showing give, you know showing others how to act, <laughs> be mm -hmm. be the example, and you know let people know. This is this is the way that you behave when you're in the theater. The theater is a special place. It's more than just watching yes. something on TV at home or going to a movie theater. You're you're looking at live entertainment and these people work hard. So let's give them the respect that they're due. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so so Aaron, thanks so much. We're going to be thank back you. and thank you. We're going to be back in just a moment to give you our picks for our, our Beyond the Board segment. Welcome back. This is a segment we like to call Beyond the Boards. Uh, during this time, we like to talk about things that are sort of Broadway adjacent, like benefits and book signings and shows that might be opening out of town. So I'm going to kick it off with Erin. Erin, what do you have to share with us? I have some wonderful ideas um, and some wonderful news and also a sad news that we missed Kim a lot last night. I know. Sad face. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, Camelot at the Lincoln Center, Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, childhood dream came true and only so many people were able to make it and that is sad yes i heard um, tickets sold out in three minutes i i would not doubt that yeah i mean every yeah everybody wanted to be there so i am hopefully it happens again hopefully he keeps that connection with the lincoln center i know he just received the kennedy center kennedy center honors so yeah so we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Exactly. Maybe maybe there'll be a cast album. Maybe there'll be, you know, some little benefit, you know, release for the general public. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, the next thing I have is we're going to travel to Seattle 
Uh, we got two amazing things happening in Seattle. Uh, the first thing is at the Fifth Avenue Theater. On March 22nd starts the new musical, Marie, a new musical. And that is from the wonderful team behind such wonderful shows as uh, Anastasia and Ragtime and Once on this Island. Yes. You gotta love them. Yes, that would be Aaron's and Flaherty. They're awesome. Yes. And, and we I love ha- them. And I have to tell you guys, I saw this show when they tried it out here in D.C. It's just beautiful. It's definitely worth it if you're in Seattle. Check it out. Yes, definitely. And while you're in Seattle, stop by the Act Inc. Theater, please, and see the wonderful new production of Romeo and Juliet featuring Broadway alum Joshua Castile, who uh, was uh, Ernst in Deaf West Spring Awakening. This is a wonderful reimagining of um, Romeo and Juliet, the classic Shakespeare play where some of the cast members are deaf and they use uh, sign language and it is just an all-inclusive show. This is uh, his second production in actually third production in Seattle. Uh, recently, he was in uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, which was rumored to be coming to Broadway, but I don't think I haven't heard anything recently. So I, I think that kind of went by the wayside. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it either. So another thing I'm super excited about is uh, Andrew Barth Feldman, who recently took over as Evan Hansen in Dear Evan Hansen, uh, was tweeting up a storm about NBC Smash and uh, that it needs a comeback. And he would be totally interested and wants to be involved. And I also want that involvement because it needs a season three. It needs a movie. It needs something. Yes. The ending. Yeah. The ending of that series just was not was not enough. Yeah. We that's something I can definitely get behind. Um, Some people love to hate that show, but I just love that show. And we need some closure. I mean, they sort of gave us closure, but we need better closure. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) All right, Tracy, what's your picks for uh, this week's Beyond the Board? Well, just like Bruce Springsteen, Morrissey is going to take up residence on the Great White Way. Um, The former Smiths frontman will be playing the Lock Fontaine from May 2nd to the 11th. So if you're interested in getting tickets, check out MorrisseyOfficial.com and you can get your tickets there. So, yeah. The thing that I'm super excited about is the 10th anniversary of title of show. Now, I can't be there. I wish I could. But they're going to be doing an anniversary concert to benefit the Actors Fund. And that's going to take place on March 11th at the Broadhurst. The show is going to feature the original cast. And that includes Hunter Bell, Susan Blackwell, Heidi Blickenstaff, and Jeff Bowen. And they're going to have Larry Presgrove back as their musical director, who we know we pretty much should just call him a cast member because that's really what he is. Um, Sometimes Larry. Yes, sometimes Larry. Such a great show. If you haven't seen it, then you need to. You're you're not one of the nine people. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, So if if you're a theater fan, 
this is a show for you. So lots of things are happening in the D.C. area. To start with, the Kennedy Center Gala is happening Wednesday, April 3rd. And during the gala, the Kennedy Center will be awarding the Award for Human Spirit. And that's going to be going to Forrest Whitaker and Patrick G. Ryan and Shirley W. Ryan. And that's an award for contributions to the arts and humanity. Another really exciting thing about this gala is the performer, who is one Ms. Adina Menzel. So get, get, get your tickets because they're going to go fast. The tickets are available at KennedyCenter.org. Also, Patina Miller is going to be performing at the Kennedy Center. We all know her from Pippin. She's amazing. And she'll be doing a concert as part of the Renee Fleming Voices series on April 27th. And again, tickets can be found at KennedyCenter.org. And just for those of you not in the know, that's Kennedy-Center.org. The Roundhouse Theater is having their annual gala, and that will be featuring an evening with Audra McDonald on Saturday, April 6th at the Hamilton Live in D.C. You may be wondering why it's actually not happening at Roundhouse Theater, but they're undergoing renovations right now. So they're going to be... Uh, Maryland adjacent. <laughs> so the tickets are going to be available on roundhousetheater.org. And that's another one not to be missed. Finally, for our DC section, uh, Kristen Chenoweth is going to be playing at the Music Center at Strathmore in Bethesda. And that will be on April 8th. Tickets are available at strathmore.org. And if you have never been to the Strathmore, you have to go. It is one of the most gorgeous concert halls you will ever see. It's just simply beautiful. So nice. my last, yeah, it's really great. My last pick is for any Florida folks that might be listening. Uh, one of our favorites, Adam Pascal and Seth Rudetsky, will be playing the Parker Playhouse in Fort Lauderdale on March 24th. So if you're interested in that one, tickets are available at parkerplayhouse.com. Now, Aaron, I'm I think, obsessed. I know, I know. Let's <laughs> let's go to Florida. It's cold here anyway. I want to go to Florida. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We need to run away. Sunshine. Speaking right. <laughs> um, so, of sunshine, or not so much sunshine, but uh, dramatic uh, piano orchestral music. Um, Jason Robert Brown, I just remembered, is coming into St. Louis. This week, March 15th, at the Grand Ole Theater in St. Louis. It's in that wonderful art section, the Grand Art Center that I was uh, telling you about a little earlier. Tickets awesome. can be found there at MetroTix.com. Awesome. So, you guys, you have a lot to do. Get out there. See some theater. See some concerts. Support the arts. So, Erin. I yep, want to yep. thank you so much for joining me again. And we'll, thank you for having me. And thank you everyone for listening. If you're interested in contributing to It's a Theater Thing, feel free to email us at theaterthing at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Theater Thing and you can find us on Facebook. Thanks so much and go see some great theater. All right.